You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk Hello, this is Ben Eshmead and welcome to the King's Place podcast, a series of podcasts looking at the upcoming events at the North London venue. From the 10th to the 12th of January 2013, the venue is host to a mini-festival entitled The Stranger the Better. The local are presenting a host of intriguing bands from the understated art of Gravenhurst to the haunting folktronica of Merceau to cult British mainstays The Ralph Band. In a moment I'll speak to both The Ralph Band and Gravenhurst, but first Howard Monk from the local sets the scene. The idea came from the way that we wanted to do an event and uh, it, it evolved from being something of an English psychedelia. The, the idea morphed then into the idea of the stranger the better, which is um, less psychedelic, more kind of just people with an interesting approach to their songwriting and to their craft. Um, I do like to try and present music which is perhaps a little bit more challenging, but perhaps, but perhaps to present it in a setting which is uh, which is less challenging for the audience and therefore it would be a very pleasant thing to go and sit in that beautiful hall and watch some music. Tell me a little bit more about what, you, what you've got planned. Well, there's Merceau. Um, they, they have an approach to their songwriting which is, um, which is really refreshing and nice. I don't think that there's... Uh, and, then for the, and then you might get to Zultaka Williams who's um, really quite new and quite got a very, very fresh sound and she's using quite an interesting sort of setup with um, Marcus who plays a table full of pedals and, and all kinds of beats and bleeps come out of that. Jay Tour as well. I think he's, he's probably out, the most out there of all these people. But you speak to Mick Gravenhoek, he's deadly serious about his craft. And he's very well read on, on, on songwriters all you know, across the generations. He lectures in songwriting. You know, it's, um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a craftsman, it's, it's very clear. Oliver Ralph joins me on the phone. OK, so who are the Ralph Band? I describe the Ralph Band as based around my songwriting, and I work with a kind of collection of musicians who are perhaps not like a sort of standard band. It's a bit more of a kind of open shop, if you like, of sort of musicians who get involved with each album. Can you tell me a little bit more about the journey from 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 where you started to where you are now? The first album came out in 2005. It's called Swords, and that was a bit more of a DIY operation latest one and on that album nearly everything was played by me and a guy called Andrew Mitchell and so we were pretty much everything and it was a bit more in a kind of uh, different sort of tradition really of being inspired by singers like Beck and people like that who would kind of you know play everything and quite DIY the aesthetic Um, and it's kind of evolved from that point Um, where it is now, where I'm kind of lucky I've sort of built up a family of, of um, musicians here. So I think that's sort of shown off to good effect on this album. Would you say you've evolved then from a studio band to a live band? Yeah, in a way, actually. My first album, like, I'd never performed any of the music live. In fact, I'd never even sung live when I was recording it. It was very much just a sort of, you know, that first album based on a desire to create songs and loving albums and wanting to make your own one and it came out of that and then over the last few years I've um, got more and more into playing live and I think we're quite a strong live band there's a lot of energy and sort of variety in our shows and, and that's fed into like the, this new album so in a way this new album is a bit more of a classic approach where the songs have actually been you know performed live a few times it kind of it's like you only really understand a song when you've kind of 
formed it as well as recorded it. So I wanted to get that kind of both perspectives um, on, on, the, on the songs. As it's the theme of the festival, do, do you consider your music strange? Um, I don't particularly consider my music strange. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, it's unusual. I hope it's unusual. And in a way, I hope it is strange because I like strange things and I like things that are just original. You've just got to do what you do. And like, an album's a sort of jigsaw puzzle of sort of pieces of music. And you just, I've definitely always tried to create albums that feel like a journey and almost cinematic, like where you feel like you're moving through spaces. And um, so that might be a, an approach I take to the albums, which is maybe different to the norm. And could you tell me a little bit more about the album? It's actually all songs, this one, so it's different in that sense. I, I wanted to do a kind of an entirely song-based album, which is, I think it does have a difference. It is a slightly different sounding album, really. Um, I, I don't know, I'd ever use the word love in a song, and obviously so many songs have the word love in it. And a lot of songs are about love in some way, but I actually kind of allowed myself to use the word because I sort of deliberately never had and it almost felt kind of quite sort of so yeah I've kind of gone into things like the other areas Lastly on the phone was Nick Talbot from Gravenhurst I started by asking whether it had been a good year Yeah it's, um, it has been a good year um, well, the years the years before this was a sort of a, a, a barren a barren few years where I was in between albums and I sort of needed a rest really after the Western Lands um, uh, one of the things that kept happening we would tour and my band back then was quite quite loud the band I put together to, to play live and um, I kept losing my voice I sort of just kind of needed to restock the pond of ideas and then in um, in around sort of 2011 I started to realise I could actually make another album but it's also a case of spending a few years watching, reading lots of books and watching lots of films and stealing ideas like I've always done. And also the fact was that I'd started writing songs in around 95 and I didn't put out an album until 2001, so I'd built up a lot of songs before I put a record out. And with this album, this was the first time I was writing completely from scratch. I'd, that time lag between writing and releasing had finally run out. Yeah, I caught up with myself. So it was, it was difficult in that way. You've been quite lucky because some of your music has been used in film and, films and TV. Look, with um, Nicole being used in This Is England, that's that certainly helped me get get some, um, you know, pick up some some fans. How does the songwriting process work for you? How do you write a song? Uh, that's a good question, and it's something I've had to start thinking about because I started to teach a bit and um, started to teach at a music college in in Bristol, and uh, I'm trying to teach songwriting and this is caused in order to, to make it worthwhile for these students I'm having to think of processes that I've used myself and sometimes I'll be playing a guitar and uh, well, one of the ways I found that it's really useful is that I'll often come up with a riff and it'll be lying around for a long time and um, I'll come up with another one and I'll realize that one went with one I came up with a year ago and I'll, I will have built up to sort of notebooks and notebooks full of lyric ideas usually just sentences phrases words that i like and they're just usually phrases that just feel kind of evocative because one of the main inspirations for what i do is i just try to create a sense of mystery because i love the idea i always loved with with sort of 
paintings by people like Magritte, he always said he wanted to just create a sense of mystery and it, it, music that create, feels like you, you're given codes and clues and you, you've got to try and crack it yourself. So looking at the King's Place performance, uh, how, how do you perform live now? What's, what's your live setup? Um, because I've wanted to make sure I don't lose my voice and also because my albums have all got lots of harmonies on them. I've always done harmonies and I just realised that's such a big part of it and I've never had that live so I wanted to make sure I got people that could sing. And so I got Rachel in because I knew she could sing. And I got Claire in and it turned out Claire sang as well. And I don't think she ever had before, but she started piping up with the third third note of a chord when we were singing, when we were harmonising. So it just sounded great. And that I already knew that I wanted to concentrate on the vocal side of things and, and keep the, the music quiet. And that just kind of solidified that completely. But these gigs have been the now with Claire and Rachel these definitely been the most enjoyable and I've even enjoyed doing some solo shows as well which was difficult after playing with them for, for months I had to go and do a few solo shows in places we couldn't get to on tour and to begin with that just felt really empty like there's two thirds of the music missing which is what there was but I've started to get into that a bit again now so, so that's good Gravenhurst with the Ralph Band appear on Friday the 11th of January 2012 in Hall 1. I'm Ben Eshmade and you've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For information about any of the events in the Stranger the Better Festival, please visit kingsplace.co.uk. Tickets for all events start from just £9.50 online. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk